All right, everybody. Welcome back to Girls Who F1, your favorite place to get all of the fun drama race recaps for the Formula One season. So today you've got Kendall and Hunter. Raven is on a flight to London as we speak. She's being a businesswoman. So she we'll is. carry on without her. Right. Career but she's first. with us in spirit. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about the Saudi Arabia GP, a.k.a. Jeddah. Today, we're really excited about it. So let's get into it. Kenny, you came to New York this weekend. I did. I got to watch the race with my girls at our favorite place, Fela. <laughs> so shout out to Fela and shout out to all of our friends and people we get to see when we watch races in person. So that was How super was it? fun. I in comparison, it. Yeah, in comparison to being like with your with your renters with your parents with my parents or watching it like on my couch it was way more fun I got to like talk to people in real time and discuss what's going on um sometimes too much though I think Mm -hmm. some parts of the race I kind of was like so busy having conversations about the race that I missed like little parts here and there it was really like interactive and engaging and There's nothing like the energy of just like being around so many other people who like care about what's going on. It was just amazing. Oh, yeah. What'd you think with with the race that we had? You know what I mean? I mean, yes. First of all, we're just going to say that this race was it was a snoozer. It was it was kind of exciting, a little bit exciting. I think there was more stuff that was happening like off the track that was causing it to be um, at least a little bit like lively. Versus like the actual race itself was kind of like blah. Um, but I love being at Fela. It's my favorite spot. It was really packed this past Sunday. It's just becoming more and more popular. So for those of you who do like Formula One and want to be around like great people, like that's the spot to be. Um, but let's get into like our recap. So Saudi Arabia, second race of the weekend, round two. Um, it's also known as Jeddah. So if you've heard people saying like, oh, at Jeddah, that's why. Uh, 50 laps. This is only the third race uh, with Saudi Arabia, like within the Formula One circuit. since. So it's only been around since 2021. Um, there's 27 turns, which is the most out of all of our all of our circuits throughout this season. And it's the fastest street circuit. It's a night race. So the concept of Jeddah is very exciting. Um, but the execution <laughs> was, wasn't there. Was it that much? Or like I live in fear watching them race around the track, especially during qualifying because they're really pushing it and you just have these tall, you know, fences that they can just like crash into and they're using every bit of the track and it's just so windy and I just, it, it gives me a lot of anxiety, but then in a race setting, it's tough to overtake. It's tough to have really dynamic and exciting racing. So I think we were left with the race that we had. It's not a bad track. It's just, it's not my favorite. Right. And I definitely think that um, I agree with you. Qualifying was kind of terrifying to watch because (laughs) they kept like almost kissing the wall, but that's one of the, I guess, features you could say of having uh, a street circuit is they're using as much space as they possibly can um, and converting actual streets that regular people like us drive on into a F, like into a circuit. So um, yeah, it's pretty terrifying to like watch them. Especially, I think I saw uh, Lando Norris like pop the wall and then had like damage during yeah. qualifying. And I was just like, 
how and it's like a split second decision and boom he just like popped into it didn't dan- it, like didn't it was so close anything. too yeah. yeah it wasn't like oh he's gonna hit the wall it was just like this little bit and he just hit the front and he was like all right i, I have damage <laughs> exactly yeah but overall street circuit night race we love it when the floodlights are on um but i think we should just get right into the recap because again there wasn't really much that happened this weekend but the biggest thing was Red Bull. Kenny, tell me about Red Bull. So let's start off with the fact that their car is really, really, really competitive. Um, something we will discuss more, I'm sure, throughout the season. But they have the fastest car. Um, known to man. Known to man. man of, of all time. So like, congratulations, <laughs> Red Bull. But like, tone it down and give give everybody a chance. But that's fine. Like, you know dominate it's fine um so you sound like it's not fine but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's just i feel like we're gonna hit mid-season and we're just gonna have red bull like one two one two so yeah i'm hoping other teams figure out their secret sauce but red bull has really seemed to hit it hit the nail on the head with this we have max who had a really unfortunate qualifying so his car yeah it just stopped working he had like an engine problem but yeah. he just got into the garage, as they say, and didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, and he just suffered damage. So he was going to start the race at P15, and he finished P2. We'll talk about my bets later, but I didn't even factor Max in, which was so stupid of me because I was like, there's no way he's even – like I was like, he'll be P5 Max. Right, like me too. I was like, oh, I was telling my sister, I was watching qualifying with her and I was like, oh, I feel bad. Whoever, you know, bet Max is going to win this weekend because he's P15 and I should have like kept my mouth shut because Mm -hmm. there was a very strong (laughs) chance he would have made up those places anyway, just given the type of car and the type of driver he is like. Oh, yeah. Good for him. I think if he had if he had if he had two more laps, Max would have won. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was on the hunt and there was just. When he was just passing people, it was like, <laughs> it was so easy for him. Yeah. You're just coming from behind. There's no problem. Just, yeah. Yeah. And then we have uh, Cheka, who started P1, finished P1. Great race for him. I yeah. think at the bar, I can tell you guys at Fela, everyone was really happy that he he won. There was Checo chance. Everyone was really happy for him. Because I don't know if this will happen <laughs> Uh, much more more often <laughs> yeah this might be like you know it's the beginning of the season you know team true team orders haven't kicked in yet you know we're so early on points are just now going out but he should savor this that Definitely. it was a great win and i'm really happy for checo so he, now, he drove yeah. really well and held it down um but, but speaking of team orders, <laughs> speaking of team orders, let's get into what happened on I the think radio. The, yeah, I think the most exciting, like obviously Max going from P15 to P2 is very exciting. Like that's crazy, like very well done. That speaks to Max as a driver and the speed of the Red Bull right now. But I think what was interesting to watch on the radio this past weekend was towards the last 10 laps of the the race or the last quarter of the race, both Checo and um, Max had issues with their car. So two separate issues, but Max was having r- vibrations at the high speed and he was nervous about like maintain the car, get the points and like hopefully not have the same issues that they had in qualifying where the car like just shut off. And then Perez was complaining about his brake pedal going long and long, meaning that 
when you're pushing on the brake instead of for immediately immediately hitting brake fluid, it just like goes a little bit longer than you expect it. And I think that would make anyone nervous, whether or not yeah. you're driving at 200 miles <laughs> Me per hour. Me in my Chevy Cobalt, I, yeah. I felt that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then so not only were they having like slight mechanical issues, which I do think Sky Sports kind of like blew up just to have some drama because, again, what a snoozer. Mm-hmm. But then there was some messaging to Perez and telling him, you know, you need to maintain your pace, maintain the pace, like keep it up, like let's maximize the points for the weekend. And Perez being cheeky and going back on the radio and asking, well, was this same directive being given to Max? Like is Max being told to push and I'm being told to maintain? Because the last thing you want is for there not to be team orders and then Verstappen come up and and pass, um, pass Checo. So I thought his response back was really funny. And then they, his team, even on the team radio on like at the pit wall, they basically came back and were like, no, that's not what we told Max. And he's right. just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> as he should have been, like, he's just like, why are you doing this? Like, I thought we discussed this previously. Like, I can see this being a long term issue where Checo is going to do better than Max and it's going to result in some friction. Um, Max was quoted saying, I'm not here to finish second. And you know, yes, they're kind of like talking about the car, the potential car issues that, you know, might be plaguing the Red Bull car. But I think it's also <laughs> him wanting to win and him seeing himself as like, I'm Red Bull and Red Bull is me. So right. We'll right. see what, what happens throughout the rest of the season. But I do think that was that's going to be a tough relationship to maintain if there's team orders like that going down the road when both Definitely. have a good chance of winning. And I yeah, and, and Perez has proven himself like time and time again, like when push comes to shove, like he he can drive the car. Um, I just think yes, Max is great, but Christian Horner, like you have two drivers. You have two really good drivers. So let's let's prioritize both of them, maybe throughout the rest of and the season. And see what happens and see yeah. who wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that's it for Red Bull. I'm hoping the rest of the season we get a little bit more exciting and some of the other cars can try and match Red Bull's pace because I do like to see a little bit of variety up at the podium. But Red Bull, one, two, love that for them. Now let's get into the spiciness of the weekend, which this happened on and off the track. This was great. Not so great for, for Fernando Alonso. <laughs> a lot of whiplash. A lot of snip snap, like not understanding what's going on, but Aston Martin. So Kendall, what happened with Aston Martin? Of course, I was there. I watched the first lap. Mm. Right, right, right. You were there. <laughs> I was there right. in person. I was with the crew. <laughs> um, but it was a very exciting first lap. Alonzo had Checo at the first turn. It was really tight. I just, I thought Alonzo was going to like get away with it. Who knows? Like maybe if he just been a bit cheekier I don't know found more opportunities who knows he could have won but he did not Mm. but he did a great race and he finished p3 resulting in his 100th podium which is a really amazing feat he he Um, got p3 and then he didn't get p3 and then he got right so So. we'll go into that he started At this point, I was asking everybody around me, I'm like, you are such a seasoned driver. Like, how does this happen to you? You know where the starting line is. But Fernando Alonso didn't start in position. And so he had to serve a five-second penalty. Stroll DNF'd at lap 18, resulting in a safety car. So all the drivers pitted during this time. That was their opportunity. A little cheeky pit stop. And Alonso 
couldn't serve the five-second penalty at that time. So at the end of the race, he was given a 10-second penalty, um, which would have taken away his P3 finish. But it took a really long time for the FIA to give a decision as to what happened. They had so many laps to do so. We had a whole ceremony. He was on the podium. He was spraying the champagne. And then after all that, they decided that actually George Russell, who finished P4, uh, would then be P3. And then they gave it back to Fernando Alonso saying, just kidding, you're P3. So the jokes on social media, the teams, I don't know if you've seen Mercedes like Instagram or Twitter, um, but it's like the back and forth. They were just playing along with it the whole time. So they were like changing the graphics and (laughs) making jokes out of it because it was kind of like, what is going on? But yeah, what are your thoughts about that whole situation? It was kind of crazy. I thought it was I thought it was crazy. I I thought when Stroll DNF'd on lap 18, I knew like we all knew that a safety car was going to happen just given that how tight the the walls are at Jeddah, how fast the street like the circuit is. It wasn't a question of if there was going to be a safety car, it was a question of how many or when. Mm-hmm. Um so when Stroll DNF'd or in his car pulled off to the side, he had an engine problem on lap 18, they immediately pulled out like the actual safety car. And like all cars do as a part of your strategy, you take advantage of it and you pit under the safety car in order to, you know, shave off some time on your pit stop. Now, we were all at the bar trying to figure out, like, is this when Alonzo would try and serve the five second penalty or it like, are you allowed to? Because given the like given the penalty, he had to serve it at his next pit stop. So he did. However, it got it did, wasn't served properly because someone touched the car, which was a huge thing in like the reversal of the FIA's rules and people not understanding, are you allowed to touch the car if it's not being worked on versus like, there was just a lot of like, um, I guess like gray area with it. And this is the second time we've seen it. This is the second time this season. And there's only been two races where you've not served a five second penalty properly. I think the FIA tried to do their best, but now they're going to be a little bit more front footed. And before the next race of like Australia, they're going to really clarify the rules with all of the teams to say, you know what, this is actually what the rule is. I, I thought, I thought the whole thing was funny because it was every, every like couple of hours. It was like, we left the bar. Alonzo was P3. We went and got food and we're eating our food. And it was like, never mind, Alonzo's not P3. Russell's P3. And I was like, great. I won my bets. And then like eight <laughs> hours later, it was like, never mind. Alonzo is now P3 reinstated and will clarify the rules later. You know, it's kind of embarrassing for the FIA. I I don't know why it took so much time or why they were fighting everything, but I mean, it is what it is. And it was the best part of the race, I think. It was the most exciting because <laughs> we were like, that kept us on their toes the most. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Everything that happened after the race, we were like, oh, did you see another update? Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I hope this sort of situation as they come up, the FIA becomes better at making some of those real-time decisions because I, yeah, if the rule is the rule and you know what penalty needs to be applied, do that. If it's not clear, then you have to work quickly to make a decision. I think that's kind of crazy to give someone a podium and give them you know, uh, I was about to call it a statue. <laughs> a trophy. A trophy. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm tired, guys. I'm sorry. Um, to give them a trophy and like have them up there celebrating a, such a historic win too. Like yeah, his a, it's his 100th podium. And then to just say, never mind. I think that's, you can't do that. It's embarrassing. It's weird. It's and embarrassing. It, it doesn't give a lot of people faith yeah. in their decision-making. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. But we we'll love see. Aston Martin. <laughs> I'm so excited to see them for the season. This is great being P3 on the podium two weekends in a row. Um, yeah. Fernando Alonso, I'm rooting for you. So love it. Next, let's talk about Mercedes. Not much to say here, people. Like, again, the whole I think the whole race centered around Red Bull and Aston Martin. But Merce- I think there's some like honorable mentions maybe is like Mercedes and Ferrari. Mercedes uh, with George Russell P4 and Lewis Hamilton P5, which is not bad, especially con- like compared to where they were this time last season. Um, P4, P5 is not bad. And then same mm-hmm. thing with Ferrari P6, P7. So we have our top teams. Um I think coming from, like from the Mercedes perspective, you could obviously tell like Lewis is not happy, whether it's at the race, in the car, on social media. <laughs> Lewis no, is he's n- going through it. <laughs> he's not happy. And I think that comes from if you're as type A as he is, you're not happy unless you're winning. Um, but like if he if this was any other driver, like if this was Lance Stroll and he was in P4, I think he would be He'd be like, this is great. <laughs> He'd be like, this is where we I'm need to a, be. A really good time in P4. But exactly. It's, it's tough. Like, yeah, when you go from a winning car for years in a row, and then now you're just the past two years have been kind All of trials like trials and tribulations. Yeah. Every everything is a test. Everything is just let's see. Or like, let's have George and Lewis do opposite strategies and see which one works. I think it's just kind of tough to see like the progress when that is how they have to approach it or how they feel like they should approach it. Um, I will see about Mercedes. Uh, good luck to them. I hope they continue working on the car. I think a couple of teams need to continue working on their cars. Um, McLaren. <laughs> but where we were going to get there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. McLaren. Um, and also Lewis's comments about, Red Bull, this is how you know the Red Bull cars is strong and like unlike any other on the grid. But his commentary on how f- quick the Red Bull car is to me says a lot. He's a seasoned driver, he's seen a lot, he's raced <laughs> all these different people in different types of cars. Um, so for him to call out, you know, the quickness of the Red Bull is should not be taken lightly. No, for him to say that it's like the fastest race car he's ever seen is it's wild. That's high praise. Um, so snaps for Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then let's move on to it's a Ferrari. Again, not much to say here, which is good because the last thing we need are cars on fire and messed up pit strategies and all that jazz that happened to Ferrari last year, like P6, P7. They didn't have the pace. They had no pace on the hard tires, which was kind of tragic for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only thing that was really exciting about Ferrari this weekend and let me know what you think too, Kendall is um, under the safety car, like during the race when, I think it was P5 signs, P6 Lewis, P7 Charles. And then 
immediately once the safety car like went back into the pit lane and the race restarted, like Lewis passed them within, I don't know, like a couple of turns. And then it, for the rest of the race, it was P4, P5, Mercedes, P6, P7, um, Ferrari. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with their car in general. Um, their strategy is okay. Like they're maintaining. Yeah. That's all we care about right now is they're maintaining. Yeah. I, I agree. I would rather see them just maintain and like see what they can do in those situations than see the car just stop working or the reliability issues creep up or, you know, inconsistent or weird strategies, options like a menu come up on (laughs) team radio and we're all like, yeah, why does Charles Leclerc have to decide what strategy while he's driving? Like that's, that should be someone else's job. So I agree. I think I honestly think a kind of boring race for Ferrari or a very straightforward race for Ferrari is isn't a bad one. Yeah. Um, because we've seen it go horribly wrong. <laughs> exactly. Like both cars finished, they're both in the points. It's mm-hmm. not as high up as they wanted it to be, but we'll take it for now. So and then speaking of being in the points and at least like getting at least getting the points for both cars is also Alpine. Like Alpine P eight, P nine. I believe it was P um Ocon was P eight and Gasly was was P nine. So Great job, Alpine, like determining that you're middle of the pack. We love that for you. Yeah. But what I really want to talk about today is McLaren. Good Lord, baby Jesus. What happened to McLaren? They are like back of the pack, back of the pack. Like I've, I think at one point in the race, it was lap 50, 48. And again, because there was nothing else going on, <laughs> Sky Sports decided to to highlight and be like, oh my God, it's battle for 15th between Logan Sargent, Williams, Lando Norris, and Oscar Piastri. And I'm like, battle for 15th? What do you mean it's a battle for 15th? There's no points for 15th. Why are we focusing on this? And keep in mind, two cars DNF'd already at that point. So right. they were really battling for, for some the of end. the last places. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't know. I I feel bad because, like I said a few years ago, I think I said this on the last episode as well. A few years ago, they were really strong, top three, top four team. And then now you see them just also plagued with reliability issues. I just, I don't know what's going on with the car itself. I don't know. I wish I had more insight as to the issues internally. Right. But... I would like to see them improve and just have a solid race because they're both great drivers, Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. Uh, Piastri deserves to have a strong car. It's his first season in Formula One. Um, And I'm sure this is not the start that they wanted because we like like we said, we're race number two Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the season. Mm -hmm. So I hope this isn't a warning of what's to come. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I think maybe they're making or taking risks with the car and like their strategy and the research and development, and it's not paying off in the way that they wanted it to. They should um, stop taking risks. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> either, <the> case. <laughs> you know, it, maybe it's not, let's stop taking risks. It's like, let's make the right risks. Uh, and you figure that out and then like, or pivot then and, and pivot hard and pivot quick. So by the time we get to Baku, like let's, Come on, let's find let's, something. I'm going to give you guys a couple more races. Right. To right. sort it out. Let's get till through May. Like through <laughs> April, yeah. we'll, we'll let you do your thing. But when, when May hits, like you guys have to get it together. 
Yeah, what a great race. Not a great race. It was a good race. Um, it was fine. It was a fine, it was fine. race. Yeah, it was fine. I'm not going to lie to you guys. No. Um, <laughs> but what was exciting, do you want to talk about your driver of the day, Kenny? I do. So Who'd you vote for? I voted for Fernando Alonso in Hunter, if I'm not mistaken. You saw me on my phone oh, vote quick. for him. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it. I was like, yeah, it's Fernando because – I knew at that point he was going to get P3. I mean, we still didn't know what was going to happen with the penalty situation. Like, that wasn't really on my mind. But I was like, let's celebrate his 100th podium. And I'm just, I feel like he's back. He's reinvigorated. He's in a really strong car. I, I, I'm just excited. I've, I haven't really seen Aston Martin on the podium so much. I know. <laughs> then with Fernando Alonso at the helm, and I think he just raced really well. This weekend. Yeah, I know he wasn't the majority winner, but in my heart, he did great. But what Who about you, Who was the majority winner? Max. Oh. I actually looked this up yesterday because I was like, who did win? Yeah, Driver who today? did win? Okay, Max happened. That's so Raven's not here recording with us, <laughs> but that is her driver of the day was who she voted for from. And in her words, P15 to P2, you're absolutely driver of the day. I um, agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that was that's it. That's a like that was like a done deal. Um, mine was Checo. I think P one to P one, like he won the race. <laughs> I love Checo. He's so great, great. and the spiciness on the radio gives me life because he has no issues with snapping back at his at his team and putting them in place. So Checo, I will you're my say, boy. Like I think last year, I got the sense that he was happy to support the team. Right. Now that's not the case and this year. Towards the end of the season and right now I'm getting the sense that he's like I'm to be taken seriously mm-hmm. and if I'm on the path to win I'm going to do that. Let's go Checo. So driver of the day was Max Verstappen and he got a little extra point with also having the fastest lap of the race. So snaps for Max Verstappen. Their rocket like, ship. Yeah, their congrats. Yeah, the rocket of a car. Um, okay, let's move into my second favorite section of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Moneyline's always my favorite. Moneyline um, is first. Money, yeah, Moneyline's first. And then this one is off the track drama slash aesthetics because we're going to combine it for this one. I think a huge story that hit the the, the radio wavelengths, i.e. Instagram, um, earlier this week was Angela Cullen leaving Mercedes. Uh, like a mutual decision between Angela and Lewis. How did you react when you found out, Kenny? Well, For those of you who don't know, give them the background. I was about to level set. I was like, yeah. for anyone listening, it's like, <laughs> who the hell no, is Angela. Angela and why do I care? She has been Lewis's longtime trainer. She's like a part of the Mercedes team. Any race you've seen probably the past seven years or so, you've seen Angela helping Lewis, get him ready for the car, training him. Running uh, behind him when he's on his scooter. (laughs) Holding his dog. Yeah, like she's everywhere. She's training him both like on the track and off the track. Like she has been such a big part in his professional career as a driver, uh, especially on Mercedes. And yeah, um, it was announced over the weekend that she'd be stepping down and she's no longer going to be working with Lewis. And I think that's such a big change, especially with the way things are going with Mercedes right now. And Lewis kind of being at a point where he'd probably have to really decide if he wants to continue racing um, 
for a few more years. Like that's a that's a big thing. And so now his trainer leaving, that's a big change. Right. And I know we're all Mercedes fans, so it might it may sound like we're like hyper focusing on Angela leaving, but it was also mentioned like ESPN or Sky Sports did a little like tribute video to her because I think she is a beloved member of and like person within of the F1, one F1 community in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we wish her the best of luck and Lewis too. So um, what else? I think night races are a vibe. I like having like a dark race. I like having the floodlights. I don't really necessarily care about street circuits as much. That's not really my favorite. I don't know if that's how you feel too, Kendall. I um, I don't like – I'm not a fan of street circuits. I think the cars, as they get wider and the racing that people want to see, like that dynamic overtake battle, it's hard to do on a street circuit. You're working with a confined layout. It's it's like you said before, it's the roads we drive on. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much you can do to make it like super exciting and engaging um, but night races, super night races cool. are cool. Yeah, night races. Night races just look cool, and then it, it makes up for it. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, that's my that's my off the track and aesthetics drama. I mean, Will Smith was on the grid, but like he's the only celebrity I saw. So we'll we'll keep it pushing throughout the rest. I'll, of the pod- You know what? I'll say okay. the only celebrity <laughs> we recognize because I know yeah, they, exactly they had some other people on the screen and I kid you not me and like four other people are like who the hell is that? But I feel yeah. bad because I just I didn't know what was going on. But Will Smith, we saw him. That w- that was the easy like oh Will oh, Smith like, it's and, Will Smith <laughs> right talking to Martin and Martin's just like camera like yeah. microphone in the face. Love it. Um, Let's go over to money line. Money 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 money. money. I'm sorry. I'm keeping this in there. Yeah. No, you're you're all going to have to hear that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Lord have mercy on my betting this weekend. I don't know who I thought I was. I don't know what I thought I was doing. I thought I was like making beautiful decisions. No, I didn't. <laughs> I placed six bets, six bets this weekend. I lost five. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like whatever I was able to do last weekend that I was so smart about. No, 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 no. That didn't happen this weekend. So I did have Sergio Perez as the race winner, which I thought was when I placed the bet Sunday morning, they didn't have a favorite um, for like who was going to win the race. There was no like this. There's no like common ground of like who everyone thought was going to win, which I thought was great. But Sergio Perez had pretty good odds and he was also starting P1. So I was, I was like, great. That's the easy win. I had George Russell and Sergio Perez on the podium. And I think that goes back to what I mentioned earlier in the podcast where I didn't even factor Max Verstappen in to like my decisions this, this, that day. Um, so him being P2, like completely threw everything off. Mm-hmm. So not only did I have Russell and Perez as a parlay on the podium, I also had like Russell on the podium by himself. Because I definitely thought if maybe something was going to happen with Fernando Alonso or again, the Ferrari. Yeah, like just something. And given George's track record and where he started in in the grid, I felt like he had a good chance of of being on a podium, but I lost that one. Um, I don't know what happened to me on this one. I had Aston Martin winning the race. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I was all over the place. Like maybe I forgot what other bets I took. Like I think. I think uh, I blacked out. <laughs> your podium bets are like 
none of the okay maybe you're it doesn't hedging. make sense no i think I don't, you were hedging a little no. bit maybe you were just like let's try all these different scenarios in different ways but I you like were kind of all saying the same thing you're yeah, like i think somebody, you're giving me the benefit of the, of the doubt one of these three people <laughs> is gonna win yeah, so, <laughs> it's gonna someone. be on the podium somewhere yeah, yeah. and the yeah, combinations so I, weren't hitting no i just that wasn't great this was a new one that i saw on DraftKings this week was you could bet the margin between the race winning car and the and the P2 car. And I had that the second like the P2 car would come in under five seconds. I missed this one by a margin. It was 5.355. Um, so I lost that one. But I was really okay. close. And that's a really fun one that I'm going to keep doing because uh, I really liked it. That and is then, fun. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one was I had Fernando leading after 10 laps. Sergio Perez overtook him on lap four. So better luck right. next time for me. Okay. Well, not bad. Um, yes, it is bad. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful, Kendall. I lost all of the money I had in the account, which wasn't all a fi- lot. All $5 are all gone. All $15 are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to load her up for Australia. Yeah. <laughs> so Australia is happening on April 2nd. That's the Australian GP. So we're really excited for – this upcoming race in a few weeks. And it's going to be at 1 a.m. if you're on Eastern time. So if you're out and about, go to a bar, yell at the bartender and ask them to slip put the them a race 20. on. You know, yeah. Slip them a 20. Okay, yeah. Don't yell at the bartender. Yeah, I'm don't so yell sorry. The bartender. I don't condone that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'm so I don't know who I am. <laughs> go politely ask the bartender with a $20 bill in your hand to turn the race on. So if you're out, enjoy. But uh, I'll be watching it. Who knows where? Probably from my couch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're excited. Australia GP. Um, That's all we've got for you today for the Saudi GP. But follow us on Instagram at girls who have one. Reach out to us. Comment. Kendall's going to post a TikTok of us on girls who have one as well. I worked hard on it. Yeah. We're trying to get more (laughs) active on it reach out. We love talking to people. Come to Fela. Come hang out with us. And we'll see you guys at the next one. All right. Bye. Bye.